an eargasm of learning and a no-fuss show. Welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast, where you can learn straightforward topics about branding, digital entrepreneurship, online business, and many more with your charming host, John Santos, along with inspiring entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders worldwide. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast with me, John Santos. And today, we have a very, very special guest. First, our guest is a superstar. <laughs> I always say this whenever we share the room in this platform, in this social media platform. She is a superstar. She is. She really is. Um, very smart, very humble, very full of energy, guys. If you check her socials, Instagram, you will always see this person out doing something, running, swimming, jumping on a, like, like is that a cliff? <laughs> Waterfall or something? I you know, I'm a stalker because I, I really admire this person. Um, I met her um, online back then. It was like, you know, in, in the birth of this social media platform. I'm not allowed to say it yet because, you know, it will spoil everything that our guests prepared. But I got to know this person very humble and she's just, you know, a genuine, awesome human being. So I love the relationship I started with this person. Again, very beautiful, very smart, and full of wisdom. <laughs> Our guest for today is a clubhouse and social media strategist, entrepreneur, and again, a superstar. There you go. I, I gave you that name of that platform. Let's all welcome our very special guest for today's episode, Lindsay Suzanne. Welcome to the show. Oh, wow. I mean, that was an intro. I don't think I can speak now. Thank you. Um, I haven't jumped <laughs> off any cliffs, so to speak. But, what was uh, that? Like, uh, like a waterfall? And then when you jump, it was like a water? Ah, um... uh, yes. Yeah. So um, for those of you that are in the UK, um, that was up the uh, Watkins path of Snowden. And there's some incredible waterfalls. So I was like launching myself. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. Water- um i do do rock climbing i don't i don't cliff dive i haven't done that well, yeah i haven't really cliff dived yet Ooh. um oh, a dog lover run. a dog lover you're a dog lover I right dog, yeah he might he might make an entrance he's quite nosy he does like to be involved but yeah you can see you can see them behind me oh, but yeah, yeah definitely dog lover. yeah so that that's the uh, forest there behind me the little black and white puppy when you can't see it very clearly and then my other dog that's not around anymore Ooh. So, yeah, I'm the crazy dog lady that uh, jumps into waterfalls and climbs mountains. Thanks, thanks, Jan. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> this might this might harm or benefit your brand for your endorsers. Like, what what did we got into ours? You know, we we invested in this person, and she's crazy. <laughs> I think I think most people would describe me more as crazy than they would as no, wise, no, which you no. earlier on. You, you are you are you know you're like what I've said. You're full of energy, and again, you know it, it, you know this in in this branding industry, mm. you the more authentic you are, the more people will love you, and and you are that person, uh, Lindsay. It's not just you're showing your expertise on social media and and sh- sharing values like everybody's saying, which is not bad. But you're also mm. showing who you are. And that's something that I really, really love. And my respect for you is up that high. So congratulations. But but we're not talking about that. That's just a glimpse of how awesome you are. So everyone, I'm just, I'm a fan. <laughs> Lindsay, 
Um, what influenced you or who influenced you to be in this position? We all see that you're 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 in this um area where you are touching people's lives because you are, you know, I want to use celebrity because you are. You are in a position that you influence. You know, you motivate people. You are a successful human being. But, you know, what happened? Tell us your story. The floor is yours. Oh, gosh. I mean, where to start? I, it's a really difficult. I don't really see myself as someone that, that influences so much. I just kind of like what I just try and have a very open and honest policy with what's going on. Um, I think social media, whatever platform you're on, it's very, very filtered. Um, and I'll tell a little bit about my backstory in just a second. And, um, you know, don't get me wrong, nobody wants to post the, the bad parts of their life. You know, nobody really wants to post them when they've been crying for hours on end or when they're having a hard time. Um, but I actually find quite a lot of, um, trying to think of the right word, I, I actually find that it motivates me to myself to post the bits of my life that are actually, for want of a better phrase, pretty rough and, and pretty rubbish because it makes me realize at those moments in time because a lot of people that don't post about that will then be encouraged to open up to me and go, do you know what, I had exactly the same thing and then I feel like I'm not on my own. Um, so maybe there's, I, I get a bit selfish in those moments and say, you know, it's a cry for help, I wanna hear from someone else that's gone through the same thing, but actually it encourages a lot of other people to talk about tough times as well. So um, my, my social media, it isn't actually, there was never a, a thought process in me going, right, I'm gonna post, me going out for a cold water dip or I'm going to post this beautiful sunrise. It just so happened that like I was going out and doing those things. I've always been quite natural at holding a camera and talking to um, the, the stories, so to speak, on Instagram. I've never really been that bothered about having my makeup done on my head and I'm a bit like, this is me, deal with it. And, um, you know, I've always been like that. I've never been very good at this whole kind of like facade that some people are fantastic. They can be a bit of a chameleon. I'm rubbish at it, so I might as well just embrace <laughs> that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I actually get to the stage now where I find it a little bit odd not just so I'm so natural just holding it and just talking and chatting away. Um, and actually, if I go off the radar for 24 hours, because I actually just sick of my own voice and just want a few hours off social media, I get messages of, are you okay? Like, where are you? Or, oh, she must be up a mountain with no signal because there's no way she wouldn't be on Instagram. Um, but yeah, a little bit back back from how I even got into that space. So I was, a cor I was in corporate, I was in investment banking, um, very swiftly realized that I am obsessed with the outdoors mm. and um, locking me up in a bank <laughs> for a ridiculous amount of hours, commuting on a train uh, was one surefire way from really miserable life for me. Like my pay packet, it was ridiculously great for, mm. I was at 2021 at the time and I was beyond miserable. I was in a job that nobody even knew what it was. So you know, people would like ask me what my job was. And then I'd start talking about credit derivatives and instantly the world and their wife were turned off. And I and I can understand that. Um, so I literally, this is a little bit of an uh, eye opener of how impulsive I am. Woke up one day, I was like, I've had enough. So handing my notice in and I started working for a military boot camp company with no experience. I was actually a bit overweight at the time. So I was a dancer in my younger years in ballroom and Latin competitively. So I've always had quite a competitive nature. Uh, dived into the world of boot camps where women that were a little bit lost themselves, sort of like mid forties, normally either going through divorces or in very unhappy marriages, typically came to lose a lot of weight and they got screamed at by military PTIs mm. for seven days and they got put through hell, like hell. We were climbing 
we were kind of in the Brecon Beacon. So for anybody that knows Brecon Beacons, it's another Welsh massive bloody hill um, at like 5 a.m. in the morning. They were eating barely anything. And it was, now I look back at it, having the professional knowledge that I do in the fitness space, why on earth anybody would pay to go on that? I do not know. But I loved it because it was just everything that I love. It was crazy. It was stupid. It was, it was just brilliant. It was outdoors. It was great. It's crazy um, and stupid at the same time, and you love it. I, I get you. <laughs> there we go. It, you know, involved in anything that people wouldn't normally want to do. I loved it. Um, so that kind of got me into. I was sort of self-employed, but employed in in, in straight away. It was like a contract kind of thing. But that just opened my eyes up to like, do you know, what? I want to be outdoors. So uh, I actually started a dog walking company. I had that for six years before I sold it. So that's something that a lot of people don't know. So I was out there outdoors all day, walking up to 70 dogs a day. Um, yeah, I know, loved that. Um, but you know, that had a bit of a shelf life. The novelty did wear off in torrential rain, really soggy dogs and when dogs run off. You know, I love dogs, but they're naughty dogs are not for me. Um, and then, yeah, then I, was, I actually had, in that meantime, started bodybuilding. Um, again, an extreme, <laughs> never really touched a weight in all my life. And then I touched a kettlebell and I go, I'm going to enter a bodybuilding competition. So this again, just goes to show a little bit about what I'm like. Um, and I took that quite seriously. I actually competed nine times. Um, mm. I was at the nationals. Um, I, I think the highest I ever placed was third. Um, so I, I didn't get a chance to go to any of the Europeans, which some of my peers did, but I'm sitting nearly six foot tall. I'm not the right frame at all for a bodybuilding physique, but I just love the extremity of it. And I love the discipline that it taught me. And I think that's really transcended through a lot of things that I do now. Um, it's a grueling process. It's a very lonely sport, um, but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I learned a lot about my mental strength and my physical strength during that time. And that's when I actually qualified to become a personal trainer because a lot of people were asking me, you know, how do I get into shape, et cetera, et cetera. So, and that was my job, you know, I, I then decided to set up an in-person business and, and I was pretty happy doing that. I was very, very busy, um, never really had to do much in the way of marketing because the, the results were speaking volumes. I was getting people constantly wanting to um, book me out. And then the pandemic happened and the doors shut. And that was it. You know, I had an online presence because I've always had an Instagram. I wasn't using it with any structural business, really. I was just posting what I want, when I want, which I still kind of do, but I'm a bit more strategic about it now. Um, and I did get clients through Instagram. But again, that was more through fluke. It wasn't through real thinking of, about how Maybe I Maybe you need a branding coach to handle your <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I, did. I absolutely did. And... Um, yeah, like I, I just got thrown under a bus like so many people did. And it was it was a really bad time in my life. I, I was going through a divorce. I was living on my own. And I'm actually very, very remote where I am. And I love it here. But, you know, to be told, by the way, you're going to go through a divorce, lose pretty much your only income. And you're going to go through a lockdown. One that no one really knew what the length of the process. It was just a very dark period of my life and you know one that still it's taken me quite a while to even kind of start talking about it because it was it was lonely but I've always been of that mindset well I can't sit and wallow in my own pity I've, I've got to do something about it and so I remember I knew... you, you shared that on your IG uh, I think you, Did you I? yeah you you shared the post about that well not not all of that but the glimpse mm. of it obviously so I, I I have a context of what you've sharing right now so yeah it, 
do you know what? Instagram's a really difficult one because I think sometimes you, you put posts up and people suddenly think it's a pity party. And I've never been one for wanting to create a pity party. There's always someone that's going through something worse. However, I am very aware that you can look at people's Instagram feeds and then you get a preconception of what's going on in their life, you know? And I, I'm quite a bubbly person, <laughs> but in between those bubbly times, I'm, I can be very upset and very, very sad. And I do, you know, I talk about that quite a bit, but nobody, when they're bawling their eyes out, really wants to pick up the camera and have a little chat about it. And um, I try, you know, I try and be as transparent as possible whilst remaining some kind of privacy. And I was still processing what was going on as well. And I think the best time to talk about something is once you've processed it and you can talk about it with clarity and also with some kind of journey of, of, of the other side, not whilst you're in the midst of it and you're not thinking clearly, you're not sure what you want to share and you're sharing with such a height of emotion um, that actually it, it becomes a counselling session and that's not what I wanted. So um, yeah, really with the pandemic, I took took to online. I, I just did what I could in terms of immediate uh, response, which was make sure that my current clients were all served and um, started an online kind of campaign. But of course, that was with the view that we were only going to be shut down for three months, not the best part of two years. And it it became pretty obvious to me that actually, you know, I didn't really want to go back to what I was doing before. I think we all got used to a different way of living. Um, the dog certainly got you. He was used to come to work with me, but he got used to being here all the time. I got used to not traveling. I also got used to doing other things, you know, other social media and other, um, which we'll talk about in a second, and just other areas of my business. I thought, actually, do you know what? I've never been one for going backwards and I would feel like that was a backward step. So what can I do now to push forward? And so ever since that kind of turning point, I've made a lot of mistakes, but I've, I've just opened up, well, now I own four different businesses. Um, wow. Unfortunately, yeah. Four. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I am at the stage of being quite stressed with it. I'm not going to mm. lie because three of them have taken off at a time all mm. at the same time, mm -hmm. which in hindsight, I'd have held back. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, right? I'd have held back, but an opportunity arose, or two opportunities arose, and you know I couldn't pick one over the other. And I think when you are on your own, there is this kind of like this is now or never. I need to take the risk. Right. So don't get me wrong. I actually just posted before we did this podcast. You know, I'm having a really banging week this week. Last week was proper pants. Yeah, it was one of those like, oh my god, I've made some mass. Like, why am I doing this to myself? Running ragged with work. <laughs> I feel like I'm not getting anywhere, but they're actually probably your most productive weeks. They're the weeks that are leading to weeks like this. Right. And so I have to pull myself back and think quite deep. Okay, look, two years ago, you didn't <laughs> have any of it. Two years ago, you've never jumped onto Clubhouse, which obviously we'll lead on to in a minute. And I, I can't snuff these opportunities because they may never come again. Right, so I'm just trying right. to ride that, ride that wave. But it's emotional, isn't it, Jan, as you can tell from um, having your own story, like yes. having your own story, having company right. and being in the public domain because you can't just sort of suffer in silence and get on with it because people notice your absence yeah. <laughs> you kind of can't yeah. get a grip so yeah I, I, I totally yeah. understand you and and you know I, I feel your story we're in the same we're in the same um, ocean you know different boats that's why I totally get your story um before I jump on I have a lot of questions um yeah. you know focusing on where you at right now and I'm excited you know I, I know our listeners and, and, and viewers are excited but before I throw that question let's focus on the topic at hand where you know most of the brands or businesses are getting struggles problems and challenges you know what 
to choose, which to choose. You know, the, the, the big question, which social media platform is best for your business? Now, the reason why I am excited to know your insights for all our listeners and viewers, Lindsay is again a powerhouse in this new social media platform it's still new it's still growing it's it's a baby i think right it's still it's the youngest social media platform as of today when we are doing this recording so it's its name is clubhouse so i will give the floor to lindsay to explain first um lindsay give an overview of what clubhouse is and then your take on the topic the floor is yours my dear Clubhouse, where to start? So I Clubhouse was founded right in the middle of the pandemic. It was April 2020. It was American um, founded. It wasn't their first app. And, and these guys, uh, Rowan and Paul, have worked tirelessly on, on various other apps that, you know, hadn't taken off. And they've also worked at some really big, big organizations in other social media spaces. So, you know, they're, they're not new to the social media scene. Um, it's an incredible app. It's audio only. And at the time that it launched, it was um, invite only as well. So it originally was only to the American audience because like nobody really had ever heard of it in the UK. Obviously, it was height of the pandemic. So I think it took off very swiftly in America because A, the exclusivity, it was only on iOS. So you had to have an Apple. And I didn't realize that there's only something like 20 or 25% of the population own an Apple phone. I did. I thought it was way higher than that. So that plus coupled with the fact that it was invite only made it incredibly exclusive. And you had people like Oprah Winfrey using it. And so you, and Elon Musk, you know, people were like, oh my God, like, get me on this app. So it took off in America and eventually kind of made its way overseas, um, a sort of December time, definitely January, February. And then around May, it opened up without invite and opened up to Android users. So and now it's out of beta phase and anybody could use it. Now, don't get me wrong, it had a lot of teething problems as do any apps. Um, but when if you listen to any interviews, and I know that Paul, one of the founders has spoken to Bloomberg quite openly, the platform grew quicker than their workforce and what they anticipated you know it started off with two of them then they grew to a team of eight and then by the summer there was something around like 400 500 000 rooms being opened today and, and I'll, I'll maybe go into a little bit of detail about what a room is now there's over 800 000 rooms being opened a day but they're actually a team of nearly 100 people now and they're, they're constantly recruiting so if this business which was valued at 4.5 um i think is it a million or billion i can never remember the, my figures whatever one you know what I mean? It was they're valued rich. anyway back in February. I'd love to know what it's valued at now. They're rich. They're rich. That's it. <laughs> well, are they though? You know, I think I think this again though. This is this perception of people go, "Oh my god, this is really successful." They must be. Yeah. They must yeah. really um, be rolling it. But actually, I think you have to reinvest a lot of that to get it to where it needs to be. And you know, the investment that um, needed for a platform like that, you know, it's not cheap. You know, you, you need to invest well, in a system, right? Yeah, and also because they were so successful, what they did was trigger that domino effect for other platforms like Facebook and Twitter and um, Spotify. Uh, even, 
Spotify, yeah, Spotify did uh, the same thing. Green. Yeah, Green, Green Room. Yeah, Facebook had done Facebook Audio. You've got uh, Twitter Spaces, and then you've also got Green Room on Spotify. You've got another one called Wisdom out now as well. So really, what the, you know, audio is nothing new. Podcasts have been around for forever. Well, they haven't, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but audio, you know, we've been communicating via audio much longer than we've been posting Instagrams on uh, face photos on Instagram. But what they did was they just made that accessibility so much easier you know i'm having conversations for example like with you jan like you're in the philippines right now i know it's 10 o'clock at night it's two o'clock here but we would never have met if it hadn't have been for clubhouse um two two of my website developers they're in australia would never mm. have known who they were um and it's connecting with a lot of this australian market the the usa market and of course then they've opened up to other markets so pretty much the majority of the, of the, of the world is on this app now and it seems to be that there is some kind of authenticity and value that people find in conversation that they cannot find in um, a photograph or a caption or even a video because it's not a live event. And yeah. it's, look at podcasts. You know, podcasts do do so well because people really get to hear genuine, authentic conversations. People also value the video aspect of mm. podcasting. They actually get to see the person behind the voice. And it just feels a little bit more in the moment in... in um, Clubhouse, but also there was that FOMO, that, that fear of missing out, wasn't there? Because it's not now. Now there are replays, which means that you can go back in and listen to a room if you can't make it. But only recently, that's like a two. Is, is there an expiration date for for those replays? So it's just there, right? They're there forever. So the the owner of that audio can keep it on the club Ooh. for as long as they want. They could make it more exclusive, and I, I think you know, as potentially more monetization comes wow. in, there people that potentially go that's a 30 30 day drop then it's coming off and then they put it on other paid platforms but mm. technically those conversations have no expiration date which is incredible they have no expiration length that well they do in the sense i think it's either six or 12 hours but like most conversations have, have rocked up by then wow. hopefully wow. and um yeah it just means that now there's that kind of less FOMO so it don't, you don't have to worry about not being in the room at that time but there mm. certainly was this you weren't allowed to record you weren't allowed yeah. to video yeah I, I remember think, that I remember that we we were on the early stage of, of Clubhouse and I think you know um there there was that I think it was a rumor before you know but now it's being validated that you're not allowed to to record the conversation you know things like that yeah I mean I think that was part of the buzz of it wasn't it it's like <laughs> not if you're not at the party you don't know what happens mm. and you were listening to celebrities like Adele come on you had Oprah on the various other very 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 famous people having conversations always breaking the app when they when they come on because millions of people flocked to that room to listen to a conversation because that couldn't be played on the news later it couldn't be played on YouTube later if you weren't there you literally did miss out so it's like having a private concert and I know back in the days when the pandemic was at full force and you couldn't go and hear live music. You know, musicians right. that had, had no output, no way of getting in front of new people were putting on live concerts through the through the app. They were putting on, um, you know, requests. Show. You know, it was just, it, it made people feel connected at a time where I think everybody felt really disconnected. And so that's why this app was super, super special. Wow. wow. Um, but, you know, now it's it's for me i think it's becoming a very very big place for businesses to actually hang out from a marketing perspective they've put a lot of effort and money behind some new 
features which help that they're very much their ethos is very much helping the creator out so mm. they want the creator so the person that's running the room to be paid right now there are customization features that are rolled out in the states that haven't quite rolled out and made it across europe and brits yet but the things like pinned links where you can actually put a link to your business to your course to your podcast that's you know one huge call to action that wasn't available before um again meaning that you can actually potentially get customers wow. during the course of that group and i know i've made many sales courses what which i couldn't make before because there was just that extra barrier for people to not get to my website um you've got clips where you can uh, record the previous 30 seconds so someone's given a bit of gold dust or you want to tease people into the room you can do that um you've got obviously replays which records the whole room which we obviously just discussed um, there's direct messaging now and that inbox feature I'm sure is going to get smarter at the moment it's it's very basic but I actually for example on Instagram use that as an email system or right, you right. Can prioritize you can do um uh, uh what, what are the words the replies that you can save mm. reply yeah. things like that well you can't do that right now on Clubhouse, Clubhouse I have no yeah. That will become a stronger feature soon so that you don't have to rely on other systems. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just for me for business, I think to be able to connect and have conversations where people get that kind of know, like, and trust factor a lot quicker instead of reading posts on Instagram, watching a few lives, hoping that people kind of see your post because of the algorithm. You can just jump into a clubhouse room with someone, have a conversation. Love and that. Sure I love that. And, and you know, I totally agree. Um, I always see Clubhouse as, uh, you know, a marketing platform because like what you've said earlier, it's it's all, it's real time and you can feel the authenticity of the person, you know, combine it with Instagram, which is a visual visual checker of that person because, you know, what happens yeah. is if they, if they hear someone speak, they would check that on Instagram, and you know that's where the connection starts to be um, starts to happen. Um, putting that aside, now we know what Clubhouse is and how powerful that social media platform is. For you, Lindsay, as you know, as an expert on social media, a strategist, and based on your experience, which social media platform is best? for your business, for our listeners and viewers out there who are torn with so many social media platforms available for their business, for their brand. The floor is yours. Do you know what, Janet? It's a really difficult question because there are so many. And as much as we all want to be omnipresent on all of them, you can't. But I do think you need to pick more than one. I think two, potentially three, depending on how good you are at repurposing content and how much kind of time you've got. So for me, the, the two that I, now I've got several different businesses in different spaces. So if I'm looking at the kind of corporate side of things, for me, Clubhouse paired with LinkedIn work incredibly well. Um, LinkedIn is behind on terms of features, um, but they are really pushing video. They have actually the access now to do lives. You've got um, the creator profiles as well. Um, you have the chance to write long content like articles, which do sit in the SEO feed for quite some time as well um, in compared to your posts. And I do think that where they have that review section where people can actually say they've worked with you and really give you that testimonial, 
that's a really good way to just check out the person that you're potentially meeting on Clubhouse and having that conversation with and going, do you know what? I really like where what they're doing on, on Clubhouse. I want to work with them. I've checked them out. It's almost like your references. And also, I do think you find a certain caliber of clientele over on LinkedIn. Um, definitely, if you're in a, in a position which is a little bit more suited and booted, maybe a little bit more corporate. But if you are a creative, I wouldn't negate LinkedIn. I stepped away from it from the fitness industry, mm. but it's changed a lot since then. And actually now I do see a lot of people in the fitness space over there, especially if you are looking to get into corporate wellness programs, right. definitely don't discount LinkedIn. Now, Instagram is a really funny one. It's a great one to tie in with Clubhouse because you've got that automatic link. However, um, it is, I mean, they're all saturated really, but it, it can feel quite saturated and it, and it can be really hard to get momentum on um, Instagram. So I do think you kind of really either need to know, are you using it as a business page? Are you using it as a personal brand page? And I really find that I like how I post over there for a personal brand perspective, because I use it. And I, I literally said this the other week, if I lost everything tomorrow and went to work in Tesco, my Instagram wouldn't change that much because it's been pretty much what I do on my daily day basis with the odd bit of work kind of taken out of it. Whereas some people's Instagrams would just cease to exist because they're all about their business. And that's fine. Um, but I do think now the personal brand element is, is getting stronger and stronger. And, and prior to this conversation, this podcast, I was actually on a call with someone that said, I've contacted you because you're that crazy person that also gets in the sea when it's really cold. Oh and yeah. Now, oh yeah. I was about that, to I was about to ask you about like I saw a post that you shared. This is off topic. <laughs> but since you mentioned you I'll are I, I think you are in a in a beach and the funny part there was like in the background everyone would see the ocean, you know, the shoreline. And then you as the subject is wearing a jacket. I was like it means it's cold. What is she doing there? <laughs> well, Jan, I don't know how cold it is in the Philippines ever in winter, but the, the sea temperature this morning was 10 degrees. Um, and the air temperature when I left the house was one degrees. I had to scrape the ice off my car. So, yeah, it's only going to get colder. So that's sea, the sea's never warm in summer here, <laughs> let alone in the winter. When, when does um, winter start there? Uh, what we, month? We're kind of just coming out of autumn now into winter. So we're sort of just just touching on winter now. And is, it, uh, is but, October, is the month of October kind of cold? autumnal. November's still quite autumnal. Mm. Um, we get really cold here in February. We quite often get a bit of snow in February. Not so much down where I live, but I think a lot of people always think November, December's winter, but it, January mm. and February are very cold. Um, and... The sea is very cold in, in um, February as well. Very, I need very to know cold. that. You need to teach me because I'm going to visit next year. Oh, don't don't visit in these. Well, it depends. If you if you want a typical traditional English Christmas, then obviously come I think it's going to be October because of some, some events. So. That's a great The best people are born in October. Just <laughs> so that you know. But yeah, that'd be great to see you. But uh, taking it back onto to my point about the sea dip so it's not completely off topic, you know, that person met me on Clubhouse. They liked what I was doing strategy-wise. But the thing is, there's a lot of other people that you're in competition with and you need to stand out. And that doesn't necessarily mean you stand out for being the loudest. But it's just that 
I stood out to them because I've got something in common with them. They like going cold water dipping. I like going cold water dipping. So instantly, you know, we jumped on this call. We spent 15 minutes talking about that. They live very rural. They do a lot of hobbies that I do. I live rural. But they wouldn't have known any of that if I hadn't have talked about it on my social media. Now, it could be that you might have a kid that's really into karate and you talk about that and then someone else's kid's into karate, whatever. Um, dogs, cats, that sort of thing. I'm not saying you have to put your entire personal life on there, but Instagram is really, really powerful if you can do that sort of juggling act of this is me in work, but this is also me in my normal life. And there's actually not really a difference. You know, some people, there is a huge difference, which can be quite funny, you know, like this is me suited and booted and on the weekend, I'm in my jogging bottoms and I don't get out. But but if you're if you're smart about it, and I do know a lot of people that do it very, very well, you can have an Instagram account that encourages people to kind of get to know you and want to work with you instead of just wanting to work with you from a business perspective. And I still think that Instagram is probably the most powerful place to do that. I think LinkedIn, there is an element of personal branding. But if you start posting pictures of your dogs constantly or you know I post the odd thing where I've gone in the water but I haven't got that much on there because I still don't feel that bikini pictures are really the right vibe on LinkedIn so I really do think it depends on your clientele on your customer but also what platform you enjoy using what? because if you hate Facebook like I hate it yeah and I still I have to be there and I'm like, oh, get me off of this app. I don't enjoy it. There'll be other people that hate Twitter. Mm. They hate TikTok, you know, and so you've got you've got to find somewhere you enjoy. Your audience are pretty much everywhere, bar uh, maybe a couple of things. They're obviously a slightly younger TikTok vibe, mm. more corporate LinkedIn vibe, but you know, most people are everywhere. And if you can get your messaging right, your audience will find you. But starting any social media platform these days, I think is it's quite hard work because wow. obviously we've accelerated, haven't we, into an online world mm. thanks to the pandemic. And so people that maybe would be considering jumping onto online now are almost behind because everybody kind of did it. Right, right. Done. Wow, love that. I mean, I totally agree. I, I love that you mentioned like combinations like Clubhouse and LinkedIn. I was I was not expecting that, but you know, when, when when you were sharing it, I was like having a picture in my mind. It it, it really makes perfect sense. You know, th that combination, Clubhouse and LinkedIn for this target and then Clubhouse and Instagram for this type of, you know, business and, and approach. I love that you, you gave options for all our listeners and viewers. Now, Lindsay, um, follow up. Can you give me two tips that you will give, you know, as a giveaway for our audience out there about starting to be on social media platforms. I know I did not give this and on the list, but you know, it's it's a powerful it's a powerful tip from you that you can share for all our listeners, you know, things to prepare or things to do, mindset that you, they they need to to really have in place before they jump on whatever, you know, which platform they wish for their business. I, I think protecting your time mm. is hugely important. And so you really need to look at what have you got time-wise that you are prepared to be consistent with giving because consistency is king in everything, mm. you know, not, not just social media. 
And even though you can schedule things on Instagram, for example, you still need to put the work in and design that content. Now, some people do this really well by having a whole day where they do like a month's worth of content. I actually don't enjoy doing that, but some people it works perfectly for them. Um, so I do think you need to be like, okay, look, I can spare so many hours a week. And then if I'm going to do that, these are the days I'm going to post and this, or this is when I'm going to go on to Clubhouse, for example, and be very strategic about it. Diarize that time if it's somewhere where you've got to physically be in the moment um, and almost get like a bit of a content planner out. So it it does seem like a bit of a chore at first, but once you get into your, your mojo with it and your rhythm, it becomes quite easy. If anyone's like on my Instagram, you'll see that I kind of do two lifestyle posts and then I normally do like a right. business kind of carousel or, or guide and now it's just a case I look and I'm like okay so the next post I do has got to be a guide so I get that prepared in a couple of days in advance so mm. I've already got content um and I think when you first jump on a social media platform you want to go all in but if you over promise and under deliver that is a really bad reflection of you mm. on your audience you're always better going in with like under promising and over delivering. So if you only want to show up live once a week or however it would be, then I would definitely do that. The other thing I would do is make sure that you look at all of the features that your social media platform has to offer. So Instagram, for example, it's not just pictures anymore. Yes. Um, and they do serve a purpose, but the way that we use Instagram has changed. So, there's live, there's Instagram, well, it's not Instagram TV anymore, it's play. Then you've got um, Instagram Reels, Reels, you've got guides, which actually is a really undervalued, but guides are super easy to put together. They take seconds and you can collaborate with other people. There's the collaboration feature as well now. Um, plus you've got your highlights. So really understand everything that the app that you're going to choose has to offer and see what content you've already got in your bank to be able to kind of fill that out. It doesn't have to be brand new every single time. It can be a way of like rephrasing it, re-messaging it. You know, it could be, and let me just take sunrises and sunsets for an example. It could be that you do a video of a sunrise, then you might do a reel of it. Then you might do a little, um, I don't know, maybe a post about it. Then maybe you might do a collaboration with someone else. I, you've, but it can all be about the same thing, but the messaging is slightly different because your different audience members will look at different features and they will prefer to, I don't really watch reels. Some people live by them. Yeah. I don't really join in people's lives. That's all some people use it for. So you've got to think outside the box and think, am I serving everybody's kind of way they want to use it instead of just going, if you're using a platform in a certain way and you're going to my audience, it's, um, it's not working. It's normally you that's not working. It's not your audience. So you need to change the way that you're working, which is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Lindsay. Those are knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb values after values. Wow. I love the tips. That is very valuable. You know, be mindful of everything you know know the features that you, you got me there there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that you know they just want to share their content and again that's not wrong but you need to understand how to play the game and you know the rules yeah. the, the features so that it could help you it you should benefit from that you know platforms are here to help creators so you need to understand how to use it well Thank you so much, Lindsay. I am amazed. I learn a lot. And I'm sure our listeners and viewers learn a lot as well. But we are not done yet, my dear. This part is where we play a game. It's a tradition in the show since we started. 
we call it the creative fast talk. So how okay. we play this game is I will ask you questions, random questions, and you are not allowed to spend time to think of what the, the perfect answer would be. First okay. word that comes into your mind, shoot. All right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. First question. Are you ready, my dear? Let's go. All right. Sun or snow? Sun. Structured or chaotic? Chaotic. <laughs> I, I know that that's going to be your answer, but all right, okay. <laughs> Third question, love or money? Love. Mm. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Not my cocker spaniel. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would I be? I don't know. Um, you don't got know. me there. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, maybe a monkey. Okay, why? I get to climb over everything. <laughs> All right. I love you, Lindsay. Okay, I'm going to accept that. All right. Next. Popcorn and movies or dinner and dancing? Dinner and dancing. Ooh, yes, yes. Passenger or driver? Driver. Mm. Mountains or the beaches? Mountains. What are you afraid of? The dark. Oh, really? Why? Can you can you share something, you know, a backstory about that? <laughs> I'm just petrified of it. <laughs> What, did something I, I, happen when you were a kid? I always slept with the landing light on. My okay. nan used to do it. And now I have to sleep with some... So I don't have curtains, so it's mm. not pitch black. So, I mean, I don't have any street lights, but so that I've got the moonlight. Right. Um, or I have to sleep with a nightlight at 35 years old. Okay, okay. <laughs> Next question. Wait, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a, bit, a bit lost there, a bit lost. Let, let me focus again. Okay, next color. What's your favorite color, Lindsay? Probably burgundy. Wow, right, okay. Movies or books? Audiobooks. Mm, okay, okay. So since that falls under the category of books, name your top three books of all time. Oh, good one. Okay. Um, one that I'm re-listening to at the moment, Atomic Habits mm. by Jay Clear. Mm. Um, Breath by James Nest, I think. Um, whoo, um, and let's go Chimp Paradox, but I can't remember the author. Okay, okay. Atomic Habits, I was uh, actually listening to it yeah, last I, night. Okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah, right. Next, soap or toothbrush? Toothbrush. Okay. What is your dream superpower and why? Hmm. Um, probably be going invisible. Okay. <laughs> um, why? Because there's quite a few things that I'd like to be a spy on the wall. <laughs> Okay, okay, nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> next, what is the weirdest food you ever tried? Weirdest food? Oh, I don't know if I've had anything weird. Like when you travel, you know, different cuisines per country, things like that. I wonder if anything you like it all, so it's not weird, is it? <laughs> um, um, maybe snails? 
Oh yeah, in France, right? It's a delicacy there. So it is. Yeah. Okay. Next, what is something always inside your bag when you were a kid? When I was a kid. Yeah, something that is always inside your bag when you were a little girl. Probably pick and mix. <laughs> I loved sweets. I still yeah. do. Yeah. Actually, right. if I mix in most of my bags now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This last question, my dear, can be something serious depending on how you would take the uh, take this. All right. The last question is: If you have the power to bring back someone back from the dead, who would it be and why? Anyone? It would be. That little monkey there, I don't Aww. think you can see. It'll be Senna. He, that, that's my little Cocker Spaniel. He was my life. And two years ago, I came home from a holiday. Mm. I had to put him down really suddenly. And I wouldn't have my, my other dog now if, if that hadn't happened. But yeah, it, it'd be him without a shadow of a doubt. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, sharing your story, your journey, giving us your learning tips, values. It's amazing experience and having fun answering those silly questions. You know, I have uh, a very, 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 very fun time having with you here in the show. And I know our audience out there, they, you know, they're, they're just full of blessings from value and knowing you more. So, oh, Lindsay, I know you have a lot of events, releases, projects that you want to promote, social media accounts. Feel free to share them. The floor is yours, my dear. Oh, wow. I mean, it depends what you're into. But if you're into fitness um, or if you're looking to get into fitness and you're a little bit lacking on time or motivation, um, the Fitness in 15 platform is launching in a couple of weeks' time. So I'm not too sure when this will be released, this podcast. But um, early December, you'll be able to go to fitnessin15.club and it's all 15-minute workouts that you can do at your own time, not needing much space. But something is better than nothing and consistency is king like we've already spoken about um and then if you're new to clubhouse or if you're thinking about getting on clubhouse not really too sure what to do i do have a website called clubhouse like a pro there is a full um clubhouse course for you to be able to purchase or you can actually work with me one-on-one -on -one. and at moderate like a pro should be coming out anytime soon as well so if you haven't got onto Clubhouse yet, I do strongly advise you go and have a little look over there too. Wow. There you go, guys. Please do connect with Lindsay. I'm sure she can help you in your journey towards success. This is John Santos saying, have a positive outlook in life. Smile. God bless. Thank you for being with us here on the Creative Talk Podcast. I'm your host, John Santos. Don't forget to listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. See you again, always.